0: Welcome to Wicked awesome cast number 129 that's it <laughs> uh, yep
1: yeah, that's it that's how you introduce the uncertain tracking websites 361st most popular gaming podcast in
2: Sweden <laughs> That's right we have we have we have a, a a a standard to live up to for our Swedish fans. I wasn't
1: making that up. That's actually a number someone emailed us from a like, tracking website that we're doing okay in Sweden.
2: Yeah. Wow. I, didn't That's we? Cool. Didn't we get a couple emails from from Swedes? We have. Did I, we have a while Did. ago. Yeah. Absolutely. Shout outs to the Swedes.
0: Yeah.
2: Yep. The you guys are pretty. You guys are pretty sweet.
0: Oh, shut the fuck up! <laughs> no. Nope. 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 We're not allowing that one. We apologize for oh. our
1: Swedish listeners. <laughs> Alex has been sacked from the podcast for reasons. You know the it's, it's, reasons.
2: They're they're all sweet, no sour. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit there. Giddick <laughs> is like sweet and sour. Shut up!
0: <laughs> <sighs> I'm so happy. Internet. International audiences. Isn't the internet great?
2: Yes, it is. Uh, you know it's funny like when I first started this uh doing the podcast here with Charlie I never would have thought that like we've got we would have gotten emails or, or followings from people outside the US. I don't know why. It's just this that's how my small world works for some reason, but I have to say I really appreciate all the international fans. That's pretty cool.
1: We continue to have a surprising
0: following in Myanmar. Yeah. Wow. Huh. That's super cool. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you so much to everybody listening in, and
1: Albania for that matter. Like, it, it's kind of fun checking our geography chart, where it's like, "Huh, didn't know that country listened to video game stuff." Neat. Hmm. Yeah. Now we get pretty good downloads all across the world. Except Antarctica, we're coming for you, Antarctica. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Things will definitely warm up. It's a little cool over there in that oh, area right Shut now, up. Will-
0: it could warm up. Oh. <laughs> God fucking damn it. We're, like, what,
1: four minutes into the podcast and already I'm angry at you?
2: That's got to be record. a record. This is, this, is, this is payback for all the times you've ruined things like Pop-Tarts for me.
0: I guess.
2: Yeah, that's right. Dessert ravioli, I've never forgotten.
0: Oh, uh, okay, That's that's a pretty good description.
1: Yes, welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode (laughs) 129. I'm Charlie. Alex is the one making the terrible jokes, and Henry is still our newest, freshest face, baby face member of the podcast.
2: Still still innocent from all my terrible jokes. Right up
1: now, Alex. Still
2: innocent from all my jokes. You can shut the hell up right now and not talk (laughs) the rest
1: of the podcast.
2: (laughs) That's difficult to do in an audio podcast. You've lost. Just
1: me and Henry now. You can sit here and submit an audio file at the end of this recording, but no more
2: words out of you. Fine. I'm going to go get Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I will be back. I'm not actually going. Mm, I know. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh... I'm out of milk, so I can't really enjoy any.
0: (laughs) Oh.
2: I'm going to go walk to the store after this podcast and buy some milk, because I'll be damned. If I'm not going to enjoy cinnamon toast crunch on my day off, I like how that's the thing that stops you on this one. That's my highlight it's of the just day. Just milk. Like, well, I mean, I'll throw it down. I'm
0: going to eat it dry too. Cinnamon toast crunch is a good dry cereal too. I I agree. It is one of those ones that is that's one you can munch on. It's actually kind of nice to munch. On. I have seen other food
1: hack videos featuring cinnamon toast crunch lately.
0: Uh, there I. Well, I guess I now, now know they exist. Well, no,
1: I I mean food hack videos in the sense of, like, if you take a bag of some and beat the shit out of it into a powder, you can then use it to make other things, which is cool, except my brain goes, or you could just, I don't know, fill a bag with cinnamon and sugar.
0: Yeah. That seems like an extra step. Mm-hmm. Unnecessary extra step.
1: I, I just picture some, like, French chef being, like, we will make this fancy French and cinnamon. D- we will make this fucking cake. I'm not doing the accent anymore. Bring me <laughs> the cereal from General Mills, <laughs> sir. We have the a- cereal.
0: Yep, only the finest.
1: Only the finest. Yes. You put it in the blender and you grind it up, and then you suddenly have two base ingredients again.
0: Well, that's even better. You Use a blender instead of a instead of like a food processor. You just, you just throw it in a blender. Just throw cereal in a blender. I have a coworker I want to shut up.
1: I tell him I grind coffee beans in a blender, and he doesn't know how to respond to that.
2: (laughs) Oh, you're gonna set somebody off with that for sure. Yeah, (laughs) it's a really good blender.
0: I'm sure it is.
2: It's got a, it's got a just like dust setting. I use
1: the ice cube setting actually. Yeah,
2: there you go. But yes, that's just a preview of our uh, foodcast. Normally though, we are a video game podcast.
1: Yes, 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 we are in theory.
2: <laughs> uh, It's been an interesting week. I think leading up to a holiday, I mean, I know we have Thanksgiving coming up. Sure. So it's been highs and lows this week, I think.
1: I prefer to smoke turkey.
2: Oh, you're going to smoke a turkey this year?
1: No, I'm not allowed to because there's fire hazards around my place still. Oh. We have not yeah. talked about the like ridiculous amount of ash I keep sweeping up at my place. Like, oh, wow. All those fires for a couple, like last weekend and the weekend before that, I think, were just <laughs> yeah. dumping ash on my property. And I'm like, man,
2: this is not okay.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah.
2: We've actually gotten the smoke from all the fires up here in Oregon. Like, we got a hazard warning because of all that smoke. It's really we're not that far away
1: war- from San Francisco in the grand spectrum of things. Yeah. Unless I'm thinking of Seattle's south or north of Portland again. Which one is it?
2: Seattle's north of Portland. Okay, yeah. For a long time, I
1: thought it went California, Oregon, Washington. I've learned.
2: That is the order. Oh, I thought
1: it was the other way around. No,
0: no. Washington is north.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Washington is north of me. I'm in the middle between both California and Washington.
1: Hey, you're not that far from San Francisco in the grand scheme of things. Mm. Yeah.
2: No, I'm not super far. I know I'm farther from San Fran than you guys are though. Are you? Yes, because I yeah, know Yeah, definitely. Yeah, cuz what's it called uh what's let's see, LA to San Francisco is like what? Almost 8 hours? Eight hours? Yeah. I think I'm yeah. Past and it's that.
0: way further than that for me to get. All right, so I took a train down from Portland to here one time. Mhm. Of course the train's going to be a little slower, but it was a 30 30 hour ride yeah 30 hour train ride um it's not as
1: big a difference i think y'all are thinking so maybe this is the difference Uh, google maps thinks it is we'll call it six hours from la to san francisco which is a lie but it (laughs) thinks it's about i think the average driving of that for most people is closer to eight hours it's nine hours from Portland, which maybe that gets extended, or maybe that's actually nine hours at that point. I don't know.
2: Nine hours and forty nine minutes, according yeah. to yeah, for about six thirty five miles, give or take. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's not that much different, but With how
1: still, I oh, that's way farther north in Oregon than I thought it was too. I thought that was
2: more south. Yeah, no, Portland's right on the northern like border between Washington and Oregon. Like it's right up there. You can cross yeah. a bridge and hit Washington, no problem.
1: All this geography yep. talk does not work well on an audio-based podcast. <laughs> Visualize the map.
2: Well, we found our thumbnail for the week. It's just going to be a map of us on the the, <laughs> the coast. I'm not making that. All right,
1: fair <laughs> enough. That's nowhere near as artistically challenging as last week's.
0: <laughs> last week's was pretty glorious.
2: Last week's was absolutely glorious. Not uh, just yes. Doug
1: Trio, the Aloha
0: Doug Trio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> otherwise known as the Hanson Brothers Trio.
1: I will hear no ill will spoken of glorious golden maned Doug Trio for no <laughs> reason whatsoever.
0: <laughs> they're like, How-? all right, so you know, other ones, Aloha form, Lola forms were just like, all right, okay, I can kind of see that. Executor got the weirdest one by being I fucking small, love that one too. Long, yeah, they they're just like, just make this one long, and give this other one. Hair. The palm tree and, at that
1: point it makes sense from a genetic standpoint. It evolved to get the things in the trees and
0: yeah, but then you just have hair. The Doug trio just with hair.
1: Well, that Doug trio obviously surfs and vapes, so it has to have hair. Yeah, off at the same time.
0: Yeah. Oh it yeah, it's definitely one of those. What somebody that can do both at the same time.
1: That sounds like a great way to get eaten by a shark and electrocuted at the same time.
0: Yep. Mm, shocking. Or yeah. <laughs>
1: what have you been up to, Henry, to get us away from Alex's bad jokes? Um
0: I I played an odd game called Manual Samuel. Okay. And the way it works is you you control each limb individually. Go on. Like, like manually. So essentially the purpose of the game is He dies and in order to get to survive, Death makes a deal with him and says, If you can survive one day running your body manually, then you can I'll let you live. And so what happens QuAP style thing? Yeah, a bit but easier than Quap. Definitely way easier than Quap. But yeah, like uh, the triggers are your legs, the bumpers are your arms, and then like you have a button to breathe in, a button to breathe out a button to straighten up your back so you don't just slouch over like a like a corpse and yeah and the and then like yeah so i mean that's kind of the game you you just have oh yeah also blink. there's a blink button too so yeah there's breathing and blinking button
1: what does the here. blink button get you except lubricated eyes
0: well if you don't blink then you start to not be able to see anything
1: okay it's actually a mechanic that's cool
0: yeah, actually, like, yeah, it's everything starts to get really hazy and you can't see anything. Uh, eventually, the narrator will just say, "Blink." <laughs> what are you doing?
1: <laughs> okay, so those are narrators. This kind of in the style of the Stanley Parabola, or is this more serious?
0: It's in the style. It's it's a humorous style. Okay. It's absolutely humorous style. But yeah, this, it does it does remind me a lot of those sort of physics based games that are sort of have the odd or unique kind of controls. Like I played uh, Getting Over It with uh, Bennett Bennett Foddy, okay. not too long ago. Well, oh no, I mean actually some months ago. But and that's and that's another sort of heavily physics based game that has very very strange controls. If any of you have not played it, give it a try. Dabbles. It's cheap and it's terrible <laughs> and it's supposed to be terrible. Well, terrible in the way that it's just like, haha! You want to beat this game? That's not how it works. Yeah, but yeah, you can but get good they, at that
1: game too, which is really oh, unnerving.
0: oh, oh yeah. There's a speed run for yeah. it. The speed run is like in a, like in minutes. It's crazy. But yeah, I played that game. I got uh, got relatively high, real decent. But yeah, Manual Samuel is is kind of in that same vein. It has these unusual controls, and it's just yeah. For instance, if you try to walk with the same foot twice in a row, you just do the splits. You just end up. You just kicking your leg out further. So, and is
1: it first person or third person?
0: It's it's side-scrolling.
1: Okay. okay, yeah, so I, with the eye thing, I'm like, huh, maybe it's first person. That'd be an interesting take on the game. It makes sense that it's kind of a side-scroller, though, too.
0: So I played through that. Played a good bit of Dead by Daylight recently. I hadn't, hadn't been playing that recently. I guess it got kind of... Well, I, I guess Halloween going by made me a little... I remembered, actually, that I own the game and that I like to play the game. <laughs> I don't have all of the DLC for it, but I definitely have the DLC that includes Michael Myers, which is pretty awesome. And, and as I mentioned before, I have watched. I went and watched the new Halloween recently, and that's super good. And so I got to play Dead by Daylight, where yeah, you can play as Laurie Strode or Michael Myers. Huh. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Dead by Daylight. I really like the game a lot, but it is it is a lot better if you can. Uh, do the game mode, which is survive with friends. That is, you know, you go online Yeah. If you know anybody else that plays it. that is does make it a little bit better, I think.
2: Yeah, no, that mode is a lot of fun. I've
0: played it quite a few times,
2: yeah. I've heard
1: that game has pug problems. What? Pick up games, just, um, it doesn't work quite as well if you don't know the people.
0: Yeah, Um. but the thing is, in the game itself, you can't communicate. There's no voice thing built into the game, and that's purposeful. Yeah. Uh, it, You kind of communicate using all the emotes. Hmm. Essentially, yeah, and that's and so I mean, and that's very purposeful. They that's very very specific in their in their design for the game that they did that.
2: That sounds about right, and it does it does make sense.
0: Yeah, and so it is kind of against the spirit of the game if you do decide to like voice chat, but I've, I I kind of like to open up the voice chat thing. I mean, it is, and you can because you don't necessarily have to be eating you know that is you know trying to you know telling people where you are or telling people where the killer is you just be like you just kind of chatting during the game and that's also fun mm-hmm. also fun to hear people's like responses whenever they do get found by the killer or just something weird happens
2: yeah i think it'd be funny just to hear people freak the fuck out that, that's the part yeah. that i enjoy
0: yeah so last night ran into one of the newer killers the spirit this is sort of this crazy looking ghost one well the yeah i think i think that is the newest killer i think the spirit is the newest killer. uh you said you've played it like how long ago did you play it
2: this was a while ago but it was definitely around the time when they already had the michael myers uh expansion for it so i mean it's definitely fun but it's been a while and i only really really play it with friends that's the only time i actually actually play it i haven't done anything yeah. solo or anything like that it's always been with friends so
1: Legend of this one co- uh, the new one coming next month and then kind of early next year.
0: New expansion?
2: New killers.
0: Huh. Yeah. The nurse yep. is my favorite.
2: I love the nurse character.
0: Smally I'm not Simpson. sure which killer I like best because I don't know, they're uh, They're all pretty interesting. I yeah. I mean the nurse the the Doctor's pretty rad too, I have to say. Herman Carter. Yeah, the Doctor yeah, with this whole shocking thing, that's that's pretty wild.
1: I, it's weird. So I, I looked this list up, and there's a tier list for what the best killers are based on powers, which I think is ridiculous. But
0: yeah, I've, but it is true. The thing is, in any, and this is why I give them a lot of credit. Game balancing in general is very difficult. An asymmetrical game like Dead by Daylight is sure more so. Because it's so easy to do, to accidentally weight something too heavily towards either the Killers or the Survivors. Sure. Mm-hmm. They've had just endless tweaks to it, trying to keep some sort of a balance. Like, last night when I was playing, it just seemed like not a lot of people were playing Survivor. It seemed like a lot more people were playing killer.
2: Well, I figure that's... that that's, Yeah. No. I, I feel like that's just a thing.
0: Well, it goes up and down, definitely. Like, depending on how, how people... Feel about the game balance. Mm-hmm. You'll see more people playing killer, or if there's a new killer, everybody will play the new killer, because the killer will start out a little bit overpowered, most likely.
1: Are you implying game balance is hard,
0: or or they'll come out and be way underpowered, and they've done that too. They've had they've come out with a killer and just seems like eh, it's not actually a great killer, mm-hmm. and then they and then they have to tweak it a bit to actually make it. Worse. Oh, it but, turns yeah. out. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just gonna say that, and yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's just in an area you, know, you know, asymmetrical game like this. It's just ah, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't envy them their job of game balance. It's just always going to be. Easy.
1: Yeah, hmm. well, I was always um, evolves issue was there were, it was kind of fun if you were playing the monster unless you were playing against a team that was way too well coordinated, and then it wasn't fun to play as the monster. But then you were on the team. They weren't as well coordinated.
0: Yeah. I never I never played that. I never I, I
1: think Dead by Daylight, and to a lesser extent, but still in the same vein, Friday the 13th do a better job of making that kind of unbalanced multiplayer fun evolve was weird. Mostly because the amount of unlocking you had to do in that game was problematic. What do you mean unlocking? So all of the so the the um the non monster characters were all different classes, kind of Team Fortress Two style, but there were variants on kind of your healer, your tanker, et cetera, et cetera, and you had to mm-hmm. unlock all of them through a kind of not so great progression system.
0: Yeah, the, the, well, to be fair, the progression system for Dead by Daylight is very grindy. It could it can take some serious time if you want to level some of up, especially if you want to get what called their teachable perks. Sure,
1: I think the difference here is: do, do the survivors all kind of play roughly the same? Mm. No, they all have different perks, don't they?
0: Yeah, very different perks. They all right. So different, definite I, like, I'm talking control, like equipment, speed, weapons,
1: and stuff like that.
0: They, there's no equipment, no weapons. Yeah, in the, or, or or there's equipment. Everybody gets the same equipment, but there's nothing unique. to anybody. That's where evolve was there's... different.
1: Everyone had like, perks aside everyone had different weapons and stuff. So, like, you'd have, like, I think there was, like, three or four healers in that game by the end. And it worked by either kind of, like, a heal gun, healing grenades, or I don't heal you, I'll just resurrect you when you die. So they were very different changes on how that game played, depending on what healer you were playing with. And then Mm -hmm. certain other uh, characters worked better with certain healers, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it was a weird... Thing. and the game forced you to have certain team compositions but not all of the different characters in that tier had the same kind of viability like the hunter class was weird where you had they changed the game ultimately so everyone could throw this down the hunters could cast this thing called mobile arena but I don't think it was all of the hunters it was just a handful of them and I, it it was weird like it. it, it it was a cool idea, but it just didn't work because there were definitely like, better and worse characters for certain class types that, like, oh, you haven't locked this yet? Yeah, we don't want to play with you.
0: Well, there's a reason why in, especially in the the asymmetrical games, they've tried to limit the amount of people you can pick from. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, and that's the thing I'm, I fear about Dead by Daylight is the cast is going to grow so big that balancing it is going to become invariably impossible. Mm-hmm. That's what you see with, you know, games with very large tiers, larger the, the, or the very large rosters, the larger the roster, the more tiers there are of, you know, good versus, you know, not as effective. I mean, you know, just look at, you know, Smash Brothers, you know, Street Fighter series, any of those. And, yeah, they're, it, it, because the bigger the cast the more obvious variance there is between some of the best character some,
2: I, for one, so I, cannot wait to see the fucking tier list for the new Smash Brothers, considering there's 70 something fucking characters on that list.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, alright, so there again, like, I really, really, really don't envy the person trying to balance that game. But it's not like they've ever tried to balance a Smash Brothers ever. Oh, they do. Really? No. The most recent I mean,
1: one got balance patches that People were not happy with
0: occasionally. Mhm. But yeah, that's the thing. The game is—it's just too many player, too many characters to try to balance. So yeah, in that game, you just got to be well. There's tears, and you're just got to deal with it. And which I think is kind of—I mean, for me, that actually is the thing that turned me away from the game, because. When I play a fighting game, I like to pick a character that I just kind of like. I like the way they play, or I like their style. I like, you know, whatever, something about the, the play style of the particular character. And then I learn that, oh yeah, they're like a bottom tier character. It's like, well, that's that's great. I, I'd never be able to use this character to beat anybody.
2: I don't know. There are sometimes people make low tier characters work really well, which I've always been super stoked about to see happen.
0: Yeah, I see that occasionally. I've not seen that in Smash Brothers.
2: Uh Buck Hunt
1: dog did weirdly okay at the last Evo, I think.
2: Yeah, there was a dude who, who did really well with a low tier character in at Smash Brothers. He didn't make it to the end, but But
1: then there was that Bayo match at the end that reminded me why I don't like competitive Smash, but Yeah.
2: <laughs> well that character's also just broken dog shit. I vote
1: we buff Bayo in the new Smash Brothers.
0: <laughs> no, I think it's just I think the top tier should just be Isabel and that's it.
1: I'm okay with this too, but only if you give her Bayo's moveset. <laughs> Get that witch time going for Isabel. That and Ice Climbers. Gives Ice Climbers Bayo's moveset too. How about this? Give everyone Bayonetta's moveset so no one can complain.
2: <laughs> I cannot wait to fucking see Ice Climbers in this current generation.
0: Oh, my, my favorite part of one of the commercials anyway is yeah, the ice climbers and Kirby, and Kirby straight up well does this Kirby thing and eats one of them, and the other one is just horrified, has the most horrified look on their yeah. face. Yeah, it's like Kirby is terrifying. Yeah, Kirby is, Kirby is basically the thing. Like John Carpenter is the thing. He really is. Mm. He's he can mimic anybody by swallowing you and absorbing you. That's that seems like, terrifying. I mean, Kirby is body horror.
1: That's why Kirby is top-tier smash.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Kirby is... is, And that's why he's the only one that survives the Great Purge. Yeah. Because he's a monster. Yeah.
1: He's He's already evil. He doesn't need to be made evil.
0: He's basically a Cthulian monster. Yeah, no. It's just... He's he's a Lovecraftian monster. He's he's a total Lovecraftian monster. It's just... If they just put him in kind of cutesy surroundings, but it's just yeah, he's he's an
1: absolute terror. He is known in the old tongue as that that hungers for all.
0: Yeah, <laughs> endless hunger. Yeah, that's personified
1: in the yeah. Catholic myth as gluttony and greed.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kirby, Kirby, is not shaped like a friend. He is shaped like a fiend. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, I. Yeah, I. Yeah, I've never been a big fan of Smash. Bros. I've I played some of the iterations over the years, but it's kind of obvious. I'm not a fan of that. Don't at me.
1: <laughs> uh, the, the, this podcast stance on Smash Bros. has been well-documented over the years. <laughs> we don't know what we think.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and sorry, but I, I'll say this, though. The League of Legends, like, how many characters there are in that, that's, that's beyond... All ability to comprehend anything. I, I don't even remember how many there are, but they're getting to the number of Pokemon.
1: No, yeah, it's
0: in the hundreds. There's
1: more than, yeah, but that's like saying like, oh, a hundred is close to seven hundred. I think that's where we're at with Pokemon. I think, yeah, I think one hundred thirty-seven at this time. League of Legends characters.
0: That's a lot of characters, though. You have to admit, it would cost but you any roughly.
1: Game apparently $1,500 to buy all of the characters and all of the skins available.
0: Wow. That's less than
1: I thought it was going to be.
0: That's still Oh, wow. Yeah, I I have, I have I actually do have two characters on there. I used to play League of Legends. I so I bought two of it. Hmm.
1: I played I played League of Legends this week. Oh we'll
0: yeah? Talk about that later. <laughs>
1: Anything else or no, that's, that's pretty much it. Fair enough. guess I'll go next. Um, uh, I'm not sure where to start with my week. Uh, it's, I own one less motorcycle now, which is cool. I managed to sell one of my motorcycles, which is good in the process of getting rid of that. But mostly I've been playing a mix of Hitman 2 and Red Dead Redemption still. Mostly Hitman 2. That game is more Hitman, and I love it for it. <laughs>
0: Oh, good. It's actually a... I mean, because they've had a few bad versions of the game. Yeah. Did you play the last version at all? No.
1: The last version is a masterpiece of what that type of game can be. Where It's not really a stealth game. It's not really kind of a sandbox murder simulator. It's a beautiful clockwork puzzle toy with multiple ways of reaching the end and it's about figuring out what clockwork mechanism you want to work with, and the second one is just more of that first one with a couple modifications that, like, it's... You can hide in grass now, which is a thing for stealth games that has been around for fucking ever, but it's new to Hitman. It's a huge game-changing revelation about that game. Like, it's like, holy shit, this is different and new and changes some of these levels in drastic ways.
0: Yeah, that that sounds pretty awesome, actually.
1: Yeah, it's Hitman Two is real good. It's at least the version I got came with all of the Hitman One levels in it, which is awesome because I got real bad at Hitman in the two years since that game last really updated, and as a result, went through and played through some of the older missions to kind of remember how the fuck to play that game. And yeah, it's it's a little bit weird because Hitman Two kind of assumes you played Hitman One, maybe a little bit too much cuz those new hmm. levels are a lot harder than the majority of the Hitman 1 levels were. So if you're thinking about picking this up, maybe start with the Hitman 1 story arc and then do the Hitman 2 story arc. They're both good story arcs. At the same time, I actually care about the story of Hitman 2. Like there's I I want to know where the story goes. It's intriguing and doing stuff, which is weird to say about a Hitman game.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, I like the Hitman series. I think it's I think it's a really cool series. Uh, what about the movie though? Which one? There's two. There's there's two. Yeah. i uh, Well, I watched one. Which one? Uh, the one with Timothy. Was well, he the hero or the bad
1: guy? He is the good guy. Okay, that's the first one. The second one has Hitman as the antagonist, which works better. For Agent Forty Seven. Yeah, I, I guess it works
0: works fine either way. I guess. It's kind of interesting to have him as the antagonist, though. That seems kind of weird. It's a cool
1: take. Well, he is the antagonist. Like, Agent 47 is a bad guy, as these games will frequently remind you.
0: Yeah, that is true. You're just basically an assassin. You're a murderer. Yep. Sometimes people deserve
1: it. Sometimes they're just kind of going about their way. I'm about halfway through the content for, like, the new content, the Hitman 2 content, um... Yeah, I'm digging it so far. If I, if you liked Hitman one, it's definitely worth checking out. I can't really talk about it much because it's Hitman. It's like, oh, what was it like? I kill the guy by pushing him down an elevator shaft, and and that was pretty cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it's it's such a great game, and yeah, I the plots for them have generally been pretty engaging.
1: Yeah, I. The one, for I guess, the first part of the reboot, the like I call it Hitman One in this case, was kind of it sets some dominoes up. This one actually makes me care about those dominoes to the point where I get the impression it's not resolved by the end of Hitman Two, so I care about Hitman three, apparently i uh, my, my one criticism of the game probably is um Hitman One was done episodically. Hitman Two is you have all the missions right off the bat, and I kind of miss the episodic nature. Because I felt yeah. no pressure to move on from a map, like I, it's, it's weird. I'll replay a map a couple times to see some stuff, but then I move on because I want to see the rest of the story. I liked how the episodic one just kind of gave me time to live in each one of the levels and kind of really get to know them. And maybe I'll go back, maybe I won't. I don't know, but I, it's still a really good game.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's just, it's very satisfying. It's an extremely satisfying game to me yeah. personally. It's just. It, well, the mechanics, the mechanics of the game, when they work, they work really well. Yeah, and I, the, the whole the whole stealth mechanic thing, and even just the ability you you track people going through their day, you have to figure out. It's it's a puzzle solving game when it comes down. to Well, and if
1: you've never played the kind of the first of the two reboots, this one is kind of it. The the first reboot really tightens down on what makes Hitman fun, the idea of what a good Hitman is. The second one kind of expands on that by going, yo. Here's more of what we were good at for it, in some new locales. And there's not as many locations as there was in the first part of the reboot, but they feel bigger and more involved, and like there's more stuff in them. So, eh. And all the old levels are there too. So cool. Yeah, it's. I'm really digging Hitman. I'm glad. I'm glad we got a second Hitman. I hope we get a third Hitman. I I'd love it if they went back to the episodic nature. Like, if Hitman 3 was just Season 2 of Hitman 2, I'd be really okay with that, because it turns out I really enjoyed the episodic nature of Hitman 1. Which is weird to say, because I'm not normally a fan of episodic games, necessarily. Uh, but on the other end of the spectrum, I finally got around to watching that... Um. KDA music video from League of Legends you know the K-pop one starring four of the legends from League and that made me play League twice and I remember why I stopped playing League but I have played League again the first time in like two it was years just,
0: they just released some skins right that's what it is
1: I'm not sure which one's driving which but that music video thing is way better than it has any right to be like it's genuinely it it's different, but it's kind of up there in that tier of the Overwatch. Get to know the character trailers, and just the the level of detail that went into doing what it's doing is impressive. It's not it's not the same scope, definitely, but like a, it's very well done. I don't know if the D yeah. skins are driving the video or the video is driving the skins. I'd assume they're kind of part of the same marketing ploy, but this kind of yeah gets me in that same way that El- Elite Torrent Chieftain did, which was I like video game characters doing not video game character things like being in a band.
2: Yeah. They're still in the game too, which is the funny thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh no. I I it's I, I enjoy things like this where it's like, hey, it's a band made of video game characters. That's dumb. Yeah. Yeah it is. <laughs> and and I dig it. I think I need like Jeff to explain this one to me. It's Partially because I'm too lazy to look up who the characters are in the trailer. And I'm like, does knowing these characters make it better or worse? Like, do I just genuinely like this video? Like, do I like K-pop now? I'm
0: confused. (laughs) Yeah, you officially (laughs) are a K-pop fan. Don't
1: think so, but I have watched this video way more times than I probably should have. (laughs) And it, it, it accomplished the goal of I logged into League of Legends again for the first time in like two fucking years. I was like, "Hey, I don't like this game still. Respect this game, but I'm not a huge fan of Vova still."
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. That's been on my end. What have you been up to, Alex?
2: Um, you know, I actually had a really slow week. I didn't um didn't really do much. Uh, the neighbor stuff has kind of just calmed down, so nothing new on that end. Uh, I will say I think the one thing this week that I've kind of just Hit me a little harder than anything. Also, Stan Lee passing away.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, so. yeah. yeah. I thought that happened m- that was- several weeks ago. But you're right; that happened this week.
2: Yeah. No, that was this week. So I actually, I, I think of anything this week. That's the one thing that kind of really messed with me a bit. Just because, like, I grew up. I, I mean, I, I know it's weird to assume that a lot of people grew up with it, but like, I, I feel like it's just it's made a significant impact, uh, at least in my life, as, as far as the stories go. Well, like, especially- I used to
1: go. Like, the last Sorry. decade where you've had Marvel kind of busting open to pop culture, too, it's, I think people yeah. are more aware of Stanley. Stan Lee were in some ways than previously.
2: Yeah, so, uh, it was actually kind of interesting, because I, I came in the, the next day after I heard the news that he had passed away, and one of the guys at work knew, I mean, I'm just a big, like, nerd for Marvel and all that stuff, he had left a post-it and just, like, put Rip Stan Lee on it, just on my desk, I was like, oh, yeah, they know. But yeah, um, I think that's the one thing I've just kind of been like meh about, uh, especially because like like I used to, on my birthday, I I, I luck out and my birthday tends to be around the time when they release uh, some of the big blockbusters for Marvel films and mm-hmm. things like that too. So like I remember going on my birthday all by myself to the movies just because I could. And so I would just enjoy them all by myself. So uh, it's going to be a little bit weird. Definitely bittersweet. I don't I, like. I'm not big on the whole celebrity death stuff, but I think there's only been two in my life that have kind of been like, "Oh, yeah, then that's kind of a thing," and I feel worried about Stanley being one of them, and then the other one was Robin Williams. So, uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, it was an alright week. It was a short work week and all that, and I get another work week that's short this week because holidays. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Other than that, everything's everything's alright. Your
1: girlfriend's Facebook posts about Red Dead Redemption are amazing.
2: <laughs> she's she's playing the shit out of that game. So I am so glad because she actually gets to sit back and enjoy a game because you know, game? Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I've, I've definitely, uh, she's she makes all these great posts and I definitely appreciate her having some time to actually play the games and all that, so. Yeah. I, and I, I I avoid watching some of it just because I don't I want to see what happens. So she's further ahead than I am. Yeah, that's for sure.
1: That's not hard. You're barely into the game at all. Yeah, I'm
2: barely into the game. But she's had fun. out of like hearing her get frustrated and yell from the room sometimes because <laughs> she gets killed trying to steal oil. Uh, some sort of like that mission
1: thing. fucking sucks. I know the exact mission, and I wound up cheating at it.
2: Hmm. Oh, did you end up actually
1: cheating on it? I just killed everyone in that compound.
2: <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I don't know if
1: that's well, that... cheating, per se. Uh, you're supposed to, like, leap the fence and grab it, and eventually, like, so... Mm. I, I Even at that point in the game, I had way too much money, so it's like, I have a pump-action shotgun. Let's just go murder everyone who gets in my way real quick, shall we? Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Solid round, sniper with a shotgun, one-hit kills, just... Oh, no one's here to stop me. That's
0: cute. Dead. Yeah, I've I've definitely, like, uh, done missions in games like that, where it's just like, you know, I have enough firepower here. They've kind of made me overpowered already. I can just roll in and just actually just play waste to everything.
1: I definitely had a moment last night where the game was like, oh, you should do this stealthily. I'm like, nah, I'm going to do it loud, motherfuckers. Now, dual wield these double action revolvers and just kill all y'all.
0: <laughs> murder. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but nope. These games aren't murder simulators at all.
1: It's the life of a cowboy. <laughs> the life of a cowboy. Damn it. And we got anything else from the week's perspective? Is it time for news? That means. Uh yeah, I think it is time for news. All right, news, Alex. Give us the intro. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Channel your sadness. <laughs> Channel it. <laughs> That's more like it. There you go.
2: Well, yeah. What do we got
1: here? Right. Let's see. Bit of a weird news week because all the news seemed to happen last week and stuff, if you will. Uh, right off the back, we got the Detective Pikachu movie
0: trailer.
2: That movie trailer ha- looks way better than that. It trailer
0: should. looks fucking awesome. It. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm pretty hyped for it. Yeah. Be perfectly honest, I'm I'm pretty hyped. For it that. looks incredibly dumb in the way the World of Warcraft movie was not,
1: and I am so down for it. Yeah, it's
0: it's great that it's obviously not taking itself overly seriously.
1: <clears throat> uh, I, I I wasn't totally sold on the trailer until you have the Pikachu talking about how only the kid can hear him, it's Ryan fucking Reynolds' voice from Deadpool and they quick cut to the Pikachu voice. It's like, Pika Pika, yeah, Pika Pika. He's like, see, motherfuckers. I'm like, yeah. And
0: you know what else? A little Easter egg there. They have, that's the original voice of Pikachu that they got.
2: Yeah, no, I was impressed.
0: That's ridiculous. (laughs)
2: Yeah. No, uh, I watched it. I was like, okay, this is.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't prepared to like that trailer as much as I did,
2: and like, yeah. and that like, it's funny because if you explain the premise to someone, like, this is a movie where Ryan Reynolds voices Pikachu, you'd be like, "What
0: the fuck is this shit?" And then you watch yeah. it, and it's like, "No, of course this, this is." No, that's, that's, it's obvious that's the way it's always supposed yeah. to be. Yeah, <laughs> but
1: it's, it's well, good. So you're familiar with the game it's based off of, right? Uh, no okay so the the, the movie is pretty inspired by the game like the game is based around a pikachu that speaks english somehow and fucking solves crimes and like is a detective and so it's like you're starting off from a weird basis and then you're taking it to oh yeah we're just giving it ryan reynolds voice instead of like i i I don't know like i know people who wanted danny devito but uh, I don't think Danny DeVito would have gotten you what you wanted. Like, but at the same time, like giving it Vin Diesel's voice would have been just as funny as Ryan Reynolds in my mind. Like that hard-boiled, like, yeah, I'm fucking Pikachu, what of it? Yeah, that would be pretty. good. Like, there are so many better places you could have taken it than Danny DeVito that have been so much weirder. Just like, give it Sylvester Stallone for a voice actor or something. So it's like just fucking hard-boiled. Seen some stuff. Ever watched an Executor kill a Mr. Mind with speak feet before? I have.
2: Although, if Pikachu would say things like, oh, I dropped my monster condom that I used for my Magnum Dong, I think that'd be kind of That's funny. That's not going to happen, voice.
1: though, too. I think people confuse who Danny DeVito is with who Danny DeVito plays on Is Always Sunny. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that voice is only kind of so funny. It's what he says that makes it funny. Yeah. Like, Pikachu's not going to say that. Shut the fuck up. Stop being like, oh, I mean, no, it's not. Like, give him Gilbert Gottfried or something like that, where it's just, it's
2: like, yeah, i Detective Pikachu. My voice <laughs> is off putting now.
0: Yeah. That'd be kind of funny. That would, that would be hard for an entire movie, though. Yeah. No. It'd be perfectly. I, 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 that would be rough.
1: I, I think they made a right choice. Like, as much as the internet was all like, fuck, we want Danny DeVito. Eh. <laughs> This seems funnier.
0: Yeah, and also, I can stand to hear his voice for an entire movie. Yeah. That's important. Otherwise, that'd, that'd be one rough movie to get through. If it was Gilbert Gottfried's voice for the main character. Yeah. For the, uh, and Gilbert Gottfried doing his Gilbert Gottfried voice.
1: Just fucking do Yago from Aladdin the entire time.
0: Yeah. Oh, that,
1: that's like That's a shards of glass directly into your ear at that point.
0: Yeah, that's that's not something I can stand. So I think that might have been what they're thinking, you know, somebody with a very pleasant voice.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I don't think you're wrong on this assessment. If they're like, hey, who has a good voice? Ryan Reynolds, fuck it, will you do a kid's movie? Yes. Is this a weird kid's movie? Oh, yes. <laughs> the weirdest in some ways.
0: Yeah, pretty bizarre. But yeah, I can't believe how well it works. Um I do have to say Mr. Mime should not be made. Uh, oh, that See, I fucking
1: love super realistic Pokemon because they reveal how creepy that world actually is.
0: Oh yeah, the world is terrifying. Yeah. The world is absolutely like it's it's a terror house. I mean, it's 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 like yeah, it's it's unimaginably horrible.
1: Yeah, I, I, like, everyone's like, oh, it's so cute. I'm like, no! There are people with fucking dragons everywhere. Like, what's it called? Electrode and um, the other one, the the two explodey ones. Like, no, no, they explode. Bolt- Voltorb. Voltorb. Yeah, it's like, those things fucking explode. Do you know what the world would be like if there was just an animal that naturally was like, yo, we threw a bunch in the room. What happens? They blow the fuck up.
0: Yeah, it's, any of those the most of those animals many most of the pokemon the the finding of them would be <laughs> uh, their some of their abilities are just like that's that's terrible that's that's a terrible thing that shouldn't be a thing that a pet a child's pet yeah. should be able to uh, do oh no
1: the world of pokemon is ripe for like a monster hunter crossover where it's like oh we put these in balls why are you not chopping off their heads? They are obviously dangerous.
0: D- or, or a crossover with the... Uh, well, my favorite crossover would be Pokemon with Fallout.
1: Yeah, kind of the same thing, where it's like, this is obviously a dragon. No, it's my pet, obviously a dragon.
0: Obviously a dragon. Obviously a deathclaw. Yeah,
1: It has a move called Iron Tail. Yeah, it turns its tail into Iron smashes things. You don't see the danger of that
0: and the danger of putting it in the hands of a small child, a child, you know, they like, get angry, and they they incinerate their school with their giant dragon, or with their Pokemon god, like they have yeah. Arceus, and they just say, Arceus, just vanish just that thing, just make that thing not exist.
1: I don't want homework ever again.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's there's some terrifying impl- implications of the Pokemon universe. that are perfect, dude, and, and, and I'm glad that we're <laughs> going to get the movie to explore that.
1: Yep, I I am too. the The Pokemon franchise has been too wholesome for too fucking long.
2: There is this, uh, so there's this YouTuber named Prozd. He's like a really Deep oh, I know his Asian shit,
0: dude. I, I'm I'm familiar with that guy. He's done,
2: uh, actually a, a Detective Pikachu parody video. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, but it's it's got that like old like yeah. 80s detective or like six whatever the, era. The, yep. Private Eye. Yep. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> we're all monsters, Jake. The
1: best one I've <laughs> seen in that category is it was a comic that was it's like ah it's like it was just like shots of a crime scene and it ends with Detective Pikachu being like. So when you got retired, Detective Pikachu, not till we catch them all, bitch. And I'm like, oh, that's... <laughs>
0: that's yeah. okay. Oh, that's good. That has to be somewhere in the movie. Somehow oh, they have to figure so. out a way to say it. Yeah, they gotta figure out to say that's it. That's how you end it and well, set
1: up for the sequel. Like, half the bad guys escape or something, and Detective Pikachu busts out a, like, a cigar and lights it and goes, well, human sidekick, <laughs> We can't rest till we catch him all. That puts that cigarette out on the bad guy's face because it's a detective not now. Not until
0: we're the very best. Yeah,
1: but yeah, that one was great. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I yeah that yeah that movie. I I can't believe I like that trailer
1: I, so much. I was prepared to be like, oh, this looks stupid. And came out going, yeah, I want to see this movie. It looks bad yeah. in that good way.
0: Yeah, I did not expect that. To expect that reaction from myself.
1: Yeah. I suppose. Speaking of things, I sure as hell didn't expect this week. Uh, did, uh, how close do you do? Do you two follow Cliffy B's Twitter?
2: Uh, Not really. I don't follow his Twitter, but I like hearing his adventures. And I saw that article recently about what he said. Yes.
1: So, so uh, to kind of recap, the saga of Cliffy B, or Cliff Lozinski, as his more professional name would have you believe he's called, even though we all know he's the Cliffy B. Ah, uh, he was that guy behind that um Lawbreakers game that didn't do so great when it came out, and behind that intriguing but didn't ultimately go anywhere kind of uh, battle royale game, he's been taking some time off from video games, and it may appear that Cliffy B is kind of done with mm-hmm. video games, that uh, some angry tweets were rolling around, and his response is, I'm just fucking done, I-, I guess he tried to write by his company after they folded, after Lawbreakers didn't do great, and a lot of fans were mad that they didn't get their money back, which I understand, but also at the same time, you got to pay your employees, so... yeah, you paid for something knowing it was kind of a gamble, to a certain extent, so...
0: Well, alright, so... Unpopular opinion. I think he's way overrated. I don't disagree!
1: Like, I Extremely overrated. I don't like. disagree. I liked, uh, last thing he worked on I liked was, uh, Gears of War, and... That was kind of back in the Attitude Era of video games, if you will.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I'm not actually a fan of Gears of War. I thought they were kind of boring looking, boring shooters. Oh, I like cover shooters. I I don't. Yes. I really don't. And I don't like the fact that its palette looked like it was just different shades of yeah, mud. Yeah,
1: that was also that time period though, too, where every video game kind of looked like mud. We were making a big deal at that. I was like, this game has blue in it. Oh shit.
0: Yeah. So, all right. So he's leaving. Done video games. Yeah. Okay. It's like all right. It's not like he made anything really of I mean, I guess God of War Unreal Tournament.
1: Tournament.
0: Yeah, I mean, but I, how much did he actually really I, work? On I
1: Unreal think Tournament? it's unfair to kind of reckless Blazinski off as not a major player in the video game industry like it's he's he was involved in Bulletstorm at one at Unreal Tournament. Like this guy has a repertoire of games that you may not like, but were influential on the grand spectrum of kind of PC shooters up to the modern era of video games. Like, it's... Like, whether you care for it or not, Unreal Tournament was a very big deal to me growing up. Like, And I'm not talking like just the first one. I'm talking up until they made Unreal Tournament 3, which was like, man, okay, this is a choice. Like, Gears of War, also a major game in the industry. A bunch of games ripped that thing off, unfortunately, for years. He's the guy behind Unreal.
0: Yeah, I, I guess that's true. I mean I it, it's just I guess the fact is I've never really been a fan of his games. Yeah. And so I never really cared for the mark he's left. Oh no,
1: and that's a completely fair thing, but I think it's also like, the, the man made brought us, brought us Jazz Jackrabbit 2. We have Yeah, to I do know that, that one legacy. As well.
0: Yeah. See that see alright, so that's the game I can get behind. <laughs> if he would have produced more of those, I'd be a big fan.
2: Yeah, I I mean, I'm looking forward to the Lawbringers expansion, personally. (laughs) You will continue to look forward to it forever. Yeah. (laughs) I will say I do feel bad a little bit for him because his battle royale, or his take on the battle royale uh, genre was actually pretty good. Like, his whole, like, it's a game show thing, he could ride bikes around and all this and that. Like, it was an interesting perspective on it. It's a shame it just didn't take off. Yeah,
1: I... Again, I'm not saying, like, the guy has had some public issues over the years. Like he's kind of had a bit of an attitude to him that either you dug or you didn't. But this guy's been a big public face in the video game industry. Like he's, mm-hmm. he, he's up there in that kind of Kojima esque sphere of we don't have lots of game design celebrities. And whether you like is the, like maybe he's the Michael Bay of that category. But yeah, he still makes okay, a shit ton of money. He, he, he yeah, still, that's a, that's a very
0: good description. He, he still left an mm-hmm. you impact
1: have... on the gaming industry that is important. Yeah. Like he, like again, Gears of War, like it or not, uh, like that that was the first major cover shooter to do what that game did, and Chainsaw Bayonets. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Like I, if you go back and look at kind of like the big like keynote Microsoft franchises, I like Gears of War more than Halo because it was a little bit out there and had, like, the Unreal Tournament-style, hey, we got weird guns. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can hear that.
1: Yeah. I not much more to say on this. We'll see if this sticks. I feel like this has been a claim he's made once or twice in the past, so we'll see. (laughs) Moving on from that, uh, Sunset Overdrive, a game that was an Xbox One uh, rela- uh, launch title is officially coming to the PC. It's not super of note in- by itself, but more in a this kind of kind of hints at what the plans for and the announced plans for that matter, not just kind of the fictitious kind of interpreted plans for the PC version of what the gay- Xbox kind of Game Pass are going to be. Because this is a game lots of people have wanted for a chunk of time, I've I played it. It's an interesting idea. There's some cool kind of physics stuff going on. I thought the game's attitude was trying way too fucking hard, but I could also imagine some of the people that like this game like it because it's the the game fucking says at one point, like towards the end, oh they'd kill us on what's that video game forum that just shut down a couple months ago? Uh, not four chan. Um, fuck, I'm blanking on the name. Which one? Uh, we talked about it on this podcast. It, it was one of the forum websites for video games. Uh,
0: e Bombs World. No.
1: New Ground. No. <laughs> I, I we talked about it in depth. Maybe this is kind of a lesson in how like permanent the internet is in people's memories. Uh, the it got shut down. Something awful? No. They have an F or something. I
2: like, I don't <laughs> I don't
1: remember. That's 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 telling. But basically, the game references kind of internet video game uh, culture a lot, for my taste. But it was a cool idea for the game. But it's uh, definitely coming. Hmm. If you own it, though, you won't have access to it automatically. You still have to buy the PC version. It appears to be listed at twenty bucks. But yeah,
0: that's not bad. Well, they this is a this is a game company without tons of games, but they've put out some real bangers. What's like, it? well, one of them. We, we we mentioned last time Spider Man. Yeah,
1: it's Insomniac. They did the infamous franchise and stuff. They 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 have a good track record. It's mm-hmm. a yeah. Sunset Overdrive is a cool idea that I think they it is hard to talk about Sunset Overdrive without like really talking about Sunset Overdrive. Like it's it takes the you grind and wall run around that game. Like it's got kind of a the floor is lava thing going on. But <laughs> Not really, but it's also a zombie game, but it's also like, yo, you got a gun that shoots records at people. Isn't that quirky? Yeah. Or I could just use this gun. No, that's not, it's the most powerful weapon in the game. No, it's not fun. I'm just gonna shoot stuff in the this with a revolver. Yeah. <laughs> use the gun that shoots fireworks.
0: Yeah, it seems like kind of a, a cool game, but yeah, but yeah, more interestingly is, yeah, is this a you know, a clue for Microsoft's future? I mean, what they're what they're planning on. I believe it's coming the to the Pass Game
1: Pass is. thing, and that's coming to PC. If not, it's already technically there. So mm. it's it's not it's not gonna be a play anywhere title though, which I think is a little bit shitty. But also, it's that uh, what a three four year old game at this point. I, yeah, it's ten. It's like twenty bucks on Amazon. I don't know. It's if you're curious. Go check it out. Definitely a game fun i might have liked it more for it, 20 bucks
0: yeah the xbox game pass though in general that it's i'm still pretty interested in it i, I, I want to see yeah what it's going to turn out like because they're planning on rolling it out for windows as well yeah and
1: that that's kind of what this is getting towards yeah it's weird so like it's the, someone who's paid for sea of thieves i don't like sea of thieves if i had gotten sea of thieves as part of some type of game pass i might have liked sea of thieves more
2: yeah, you've hardly talked about it for a while. I have no
1: reason to play I, I have no reason to go back and talk about Sea of Thieves or play more of Sea of Thieves. Nothing they've added to that game has affected my ongoing fundamental issue with that game. Eventually, mm. I will get my Xbox One set up again when I have more space, and I will probably check that thing out on the Xbox One to see what the hell that is like, but I, I, I have no reason to check that game out on my laptop. There is no reason for me to reinstall it. Like it's the oh, we added stuff. Okay, cool. To make the combat better? No. Okay. Neat. I paid money for that game. Yeah. It simultaneously launched on Game Pass though, so mm. okay. I, I've almost thought about signing back up for gold just to get a stockpile of games again when they do make crossplay more of a thing, or the, not crossplay. The um. Xbox Anywhere stuff, more of a thing.
0: Mm, okay, yeah. yeah, I get that.
1: But we'll see. Speaking of crossplay, though, uh, the Switch version of Warframe is inbound. And... and... Oh, go ahead. And like the previous console versions, you will be capable of copying your um, a PC account to it, but it's not a two-way street. Those accounts will now exist in
2: uncomfortable
1: parallelness.
2: Oh, so you like if you do something on the Switch version and then go back and do it on the PC version, it won't carry over? Nope. Oh, okay.
1: Uh, All the consoles have had kind of a sync period of this. It's it doesn't delete your PC account. Like, I think that remains, but it's cool that you kind of carry it over at the same time. God, I fucking wish they could just make it so your account was one thing at this point. It is, yeah, I, I would love to play Warframe on a console. I think it controls better on a console. I play a thing on PC with a controller for a reason. Mm-hmm.
0: I, yeah. I play a lot of third person games with controllers as opposed to. Yeah, me keyboard. too.
2: I guess I'm the mouse and keyboard enthusiast around these parts.
0: Yeah.
1: I like mouse and keyboards, it's not for third person. I, yeah. I don't like mouse and keyboard for melee games, and Warframe has a lot of melee.
0: Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, Dead by Daylight works really well, also with a gamepad. Yeah,
1: hmm. eh. What's your next? Um, got news for you, Alex. They've detailed the upcoming Final Fantasy
2: XIV's new expansion. Yes, I saw that. Uh, so it looks like they're releasing a an unannounced new race. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's some what rabbit related. It's the um, cat people from
1: was it eleven or twelve?
2: Oh,
0: 11.
1: bunny people or something?
0: The Ivra... Ivra Ivilus. That
2: sounds right. They'd have to be rabbit people because the guy yeah. was wearing a rabbit shirt, and apparently that was a hint. And it Sorry, was a Bugs the Bunny shirt. By V I E R A.
1: Yeah, I think those were twelve things.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh Yes, yeah, so they're announcing a new race, and then also a new job, which is what they call the classes. Um, and so the new job is blue mage.
1: Cool. Yeah. There's, oh, there's also a, a class that uses gun blades.
2: That's right. It does, doesn't it?
1: It's not clear what class uses gun blades, but those gun are in that trailer.
2: Uh, I think that's gonna be blue mage actually, because I saw the blue mage trailer, and they had like bow and arrow that shot out a bunch of shit. Did so... it have a gun blade? I think it did. I don't know. I- I'd be intrigued to see where that goes, though. But yeah, they're doing. So a... they're, Go ahead.
1: they're doing a very good job of making me want to play more of this game.
2: Like I said, I actually am going to probably t- redo my subscription for it. My time ran out for it. But yeah. How far did you get? Not that far. A couple levels. But I feel like I want to jump back into I it. And If, if you feel like some getting more... back
1: into it, let me know. I might be interested in playing it with you. Okay. Yeah, because that was my biggest barrier. I'm like, I know no one that plays this fucking game and MMOs by yourself are lame.
2: You know what, yeah. it, what it is, too? I think it was that I ended up redoing my Class because i didn't want to have to grind all the way up to 10 to re-roll it mm-hmm. so i uh i ended up what's it called uh going back and making a dragoon is what i did yeah so but i had a, a one of the dot based mage classes.
1: always start melee
2: yeah Loosen but the it. nice thing is with with that game once you have a character done yeah or a, a job done you can just switch yeah and
1: there no, be I mean, another that's, one that's yeah. the appealing part of that game to me and some of the skills carry over from class to class. Yeah,
2: so that's definitely handy. Be- yep.
1: Our news is splintered this week. Uh, let's do Xbox again next. I should've stuck with that. When we were talking about <laughs> other thing. All right. There are rumors and confirmations. I'm not sure it's been a full like it's on the Microsoft website or I thought that's uh I thought it was the Microsoft Store. Sorry, it's their logo. So my bad on that one. Uh, there mm-hmm. are at least kind of hints and rumors and pretty good, because it came from multiple sources at this point, indicators that there will be a diskless Xbox One X in the near future, at least an Xbox One. Basically, it be a download-only console.
0: So it's basically just going to be, even more so, a less useful computer. It's a
1: Steam box at this point.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting, I mean... It's basically I guess it's going to be what the Phantom console was going to be
1: if you remember that. I don't know what that means, but
0: you, the Phantom I don't remember I guess you don't remember it, but for a long time there's this thing in development called the Phantom, actually called the Phantom <laughs> hilariously. It you know, of course it never came out, but it was supposed to be this completely online, you know, console system sure. type of thing. Mhm. It was before its time, I have to say, if it came out now, it would probably do a bit better. But it never came out; the technology just really wasn't there. I think that was the problem. But yeah, if you look up Phantom Console, you'll you'll find it online. But it's it's but yeah, I think it's interesting that now we're basically going to get the Phantom with the with an Xbox One that is digital. I'm guessing it won't even have a disc drive on it.
1: That makes sense to a certain extent. Like it's
0: that can make it cheaper. Yeah, the, the, so the be it low, that
1: brings it down to that two hundred dollar range. And like you've got Sony out there right now running their Slim PS4 with, I think it's Spider Man for Black Friday at two hundred bucks. Yeah, which is mm. a, which is it, that's a good price for kind of a holiday console, if you will. And the idea of I, I have on in a couple for I don't know what reason the last couple weeks thought about, like, hey, at the end of this console cycle, do I buy an Xbox One X just to kind of have the best Xbox for moving forward's sakes? And it's crossed my mind, and if you can get me an Xbox One X that's digital only, I might buy that.
2: That is intriguing, though. I'll give you that. Yeah.
1: Well, Because, like, the reality is, I only bought the Call of Cthulhu video game physical, Because it was 10 bucks cheaper than the online store. I buy most of my games digital at this point.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, yeah, that's the same way. Even, I think, like, wasn't there a thing, too, where, like, Fallout 76, when people bought it, it was just a case, and it was a paper in the disc slot, and it was, like, a freaking code, you had to download the game?
1: I don't think that was Fallout 76, but I remember that being a thing that's popped up a couple times in the past. I'm not sure for which games...
2: I could have sworn I saw something about that recently. Might but...
1: be uh, that sounds like I think that would happen again. Remember it happening something else. Yeah, uh, it's it's an intriguing idea. It's a smart move, and I think, like Henry was saying, it's a weird one because you just kind of built yourself a weird one-purpose PC at that point. But also, like, wouldn't it be fucking weird if that was their version of the Chromebook, where they like install Microsoft Word and like PowerPoint on an Xbox One?
0: I imagine somebody's gonna try to do that anyways, yeah. but uh yeah.
2: That would be kinda of funny.
1: Where it's like it's the home computer slash console thing, but it only runs like five Microsoft things and video games and the assumption is you're now interneting on your phone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's uh yeah, I yeah, that's a really interesting move. I I wouldn't have seen that coming, but I guess I mean you've been at this point, we've been downloading most games anyways. Yeah. Like A lot of people download vast but I, yeah, I don't know the numbers, but I know a lot of people are definitely downloading buying. That's why GameStop is the only game store left on Earth. I,
1: I've reached the weird point where my <laughs> motivations aren't that I like digital more. It's that I can hit a button on my phone at work and it starts downloading it to my PS4 and then it also grabs all the updates by the time I'm home. I have my updates I can just play. Like, it's a weird fix to a problem that they also invented themselves. But if there was a way to tell my PS4, hey, I have a copy of Red Dead Redemption showing up in the mail today, I would still totally buy physical. (laughs) Like, get those patches for me now, and I'll install when I get home. Or like, hey, why do I have to install this if I'm just putting a disc in? But that's a whole separate topic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's cheaper dog but to be honest, the cheaper price point for even the PS4 Slim makes me want to buy it. Yeah, I the much lower price point that definitely makes me want to buy it, and that's and that you know and the and if the uh, Xbox comes out with their own apparently kind of version of the same thing, I'd be interested in buying that too. Yeah, I mean I... they're way way cheaper. I mean that's the thing when it comes down to it. When the, and I mentioned this before, one of the big reasons that prevents me from buying a console is just the price it's just you know what do i want a powerful computer or, or a couple of powerful consoles but here like at 200 dollars like that's that i'm willing to to drop that yeah
1: 200 is a good price for a console I, it's we're getting to that point in the console cycle where the prices get real attractive
0: yeah, uh, and it's it's basically the exact same, well, as far as the PS4 Slim, I, as far as I can tell, it's the exact same power as the PS4. There's no difference between
1: the two. Um, yeah, <laughs> you're, de- but, um, remember we live in the dark uh, ages now where the PS4 Pro exists, as does the Xbox One X.
0: Yeah, which are, you know, upgraded versions, but yeah, I'd be fine yeah. with the not super, I don't have a 4K yeah. screen. I, 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 don't. I don't
1: know why I own a Pro. I really don't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I know a couple of people who own Pros actually. Yeah. yeah, I I I don't have a 4K screen so it's like why do I even need it? I mean, it does. I I believe it does have a faster CPU. Yeah, than- I
1: I I could lie and say I got it for like better running Monster Hunter mode and better running God of War mode, but I didn't. I got it cuz it was like better PS4 and I had a weird number of PS4s lying around that I could trade in to get a new one for on the cheap. <laughs> which was a weird situation to be in as well.
2: Well, I also ended up getting one of those PS4s from you. You got I owned like four PS4s at one point. Yeah, you did. That's right. I still technically own two. Well, you had your old PS4 and then the Pro.
1: Yeah, and then I had the one that stopped working that I traded for the Pro. Hmm. Because I got it working again. Like I had my launch... A- I have technically had five PS4s in the lifetime of the cycle. So I had one that stopped working that they gave me a new one for. I think that's the one I sold to you ultimately. I had the busted one that I managed to fix, and I traded that one in for the PS4 Pro. I have the one I bought in Philly Mm -hmm. before. Not Philly, I'm sure. Jersey? Yeah. I paid very little money for that one. It was definitely a weird Craigslist thing. Yeah. Don't be like me. <laughs> don't build a fort out of your PS4s. PS Fort?
4: <laughs>
1: PS uh, yes. <laughs> There's a Fortnite joke in there somewhere, but that's a good enough transition as I'm gonna get out of this. Um golden joysticks happened! God of War and Fortnite did real good at it.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh Big big surprise.
2: God of War deserved it that game was so fucking good
1: I feel kind of bad God of War came out as long ago as it did in the year of Red Dead Redemption because the conversation of oh Red Dead's the best game of the year no it's God of War that game is fucking something else
2: it just shows you how like the the, the life cycle it hasn't even been a year that game came these games have come out the same year Yeah. but it just feels like it's been so long in the game yeah. industry because there's so much shit it released in between that's just like oh
1: yeah well, so let's run down the kind of winners of the Golden Joysticks. You have best storytelling, God of War, best competitive game, Mob, Fortnite, best cooperative game, Monster Hunter World, best visual design, God of War, best indie game, Dead Cells, best audio, God of War. Still playing as World of Tanks, best performer, Brian Detchart as Connor from Detroit. Coming, I mean, okay, yeah, that was he was the best part of that game. They are absolutely right about that. That was yeah. He was a stellar performance in an otherwise ugh, game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have not heard great things
1: about that game. It's a David Cage joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, esports game of the year is Overwatch. Best VR, Elder Scrolls 5, Skyrim VR. Studio of the year, SIE, Sam Santa Monica Studio. I don't know who that one is. Best streamer slash broadcaster, Brian Deckhart and Amelia Rose Blair. Okay, so that's actually kind of a cool thing that happened, uh, the guy who did, who played Connor, went back and played Detroit.
2: Mm-hmm. It was oh, kind of cool. <laughs> That's very meta. Yeah, I it was.
1: That. I watched a couple of those streams. It was a lot of fun. Hmm. Mobile game of the year: PlayerUnknown's Battleground Mobile, uh, PC game of the year: Subnautica.
2: That's an interesting
1: one. It's a good game. Oh,
0: just just looked it up. So the uh, the SIE Santa Monica Studio that's the creator of god oh yeah of that war.
4: makes that's sense right, yeah
1: that makes a lot of sense i didn't realize say they had more of their name than santa monica studios mm-hmm. uh playstation game of the year god of war xbox game of the year forza horizon 4 god that's mm-hmm. kind of telling nintendo game of the year octopath traveler that's
2: really
0: mm, that's interesting
2: well i mean technically what um Pokemon the new Pokemon game hasn't come out yet. well, it just came out, so I don't think yeah. we've qualified away. Like
1: when are we measuring from? Because there's a chance, depending on when they're measuring from, like Mario Odyssey in theory was part of that category.
2: Mario Odyssey is over a year old.
1: Yeah, it came out like last October or September kind of thing. I don't know when they're measuring from because like I think I mean, when based does, off of
2: what I see here, this all looks like it's
1: this year. Yes, but like when does this year start in consideration? Like does it start from when the game awards ended last year, or is it just 2018 releases?
2: Mm, this is true. Yeah.
1: Don't know. Uh, but yeah, Octopath Traveler. Breakthrough Awards mm. Unknown Worlds. Most Wanted Game Cyberpunk 2077. Big surprise there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Critics <laughs> Choice Award Red Dead Redemption 2. Lifetime Achievement Hideya. Hide uh, Hideakata Hide- Hide- Miyazaki uh, from Software. He's the Dark Souls H- guy. Hide,
0: Hide-, Hide- H- 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 Taka.
1: Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Not bad pronunciations. Outstanding contribution. Xbox Adaptive Controller. That thing is still cool as hell. Ultimate game yeah. of yep. the year. Fortnite Battle Royale, which makes a lot of sense given how much of that this year was dominated by that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's
0: still dominating. It still really is. I mean, that game can slack off a lot, and it still be dominating. Yeah.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, this was after last week's podcast, actually. Um my girlfriend's nephew and niece were hanging out at my place and I had Fortnite on my PS4. So her nephew could play it. Watching that kid go through the menus for that game to get set up the way he wanted was kind of terrifying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're fast. Oh yeah. Like kids nowadays, they are super fast. Like
1: he was going into subcategories, of the menu I'd have never known were there. And I don't know if this is like, do you learn these settings from YouTube videos or some shit like that? Like, how do you learn that these are the settings to go with because I don't mess with game settings that much. I'll change the occasional thing here and there, but he's like fucking like tweaking very specific things, quitting out, playing some, tweaking it some more, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This is some like fighting game tournament level tweaking. Yeah. Yeah. Got a button check going on over here.
2: I may do it with a few things. I do like sensitivity on some of the stuff, but that's it.
1: This was more than that, like, I like, and I guess I took the shit talk to my girlfriend's nephew, but like, drops into a map and gets killed within like ten seconds of dropping. I'm like, oh, this is baseline play. Got it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Terrifying.
0: Of course, you know. Well, have you have have either of you played a uh, Ring of Elysium?
1: Maybe mm. remind me what that game is.
0: Well, it's basically a PUBG except. It's oh, it's the snow one, PUBG. right? It's, well, it can have snow. It can have weather. Yeah, it's one that actually has weather. Like a lot of. Yes, weather.
1: this one has like ski resorts in it and stuff. Yeah. Yes, I have it's, played this one briefly.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's super good.
1: It may or may not be full of Chinese spyware.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's definitely better than PUBG. It's. It looks better, it plays better, it's less glitchy. It's got snowboards and it might hack your computer. It might hack your
1: <laughs> computer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, definitely, I definitely I would say now it's like I know that PUBG is still super popular, but if you want to play a game that's better than PUBG, play Ring of Elysium. I, it's It's also it's free, by the way, also, yeah, so I that's, mean that's... you can just that's another big one. Always but a big point in it's, that it's,
1: direction, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's free and better. So play that game. Yeah, Play that game instead.
1: Mm. Yeah. So you added this one to the list. Uh, Henry, so I'm going to hand it off to you in a sec. Um, What's up with senators contacting the FTC about in-app ads?
0: All right, so as you... And this is interesting, so... Because this is actually... I, I think it's, well, I think it's by, part, uh, no, 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 it's Democrats. Actually, it's it's three Democrats. And so, essentially, it's looking at the practice of putting ads into games that are certainly for children. Uh, like, games that are definitely, like, you know, E for everyone. Let's
1: back whatever. up a step for our international listeners. The FTC is the American Trade uh, Foreign Trade Commission, or Federal Trade Commission, sorry. And they get to regulate yes. things like... Where it's appropriate to advertise, like maybe you shouldn't advertise gambling to kids or cigarettes and all that jazz. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, sorry. So, yeah, continue. that's that. Yeah, that. Is, so that is the that's the job of the FTC. And so as a result of these ads, and basically, the, let's just you know don't don't play coy. They're straight up targeting kids because they get no kids will press a button on them. You know, a microwave transaction and a little kid doesn't necessarily have a great. You know, idea about money, and that's really, really what they take advantage of. And if they act like, oh no, we're just, you know, it's just ads, no, don't play coy. We know, we're not dumb. We're all adults here. You're marketing to kids, and you know you're doing it. All right, so it says the letter comes in the wake of a study released last month that found some nine out of ten apps and games aimed at kids contained advertising. Educational, free, paid, didn't matter. Ads in some form or another were everywhere. So, I mean, that's... I, I, I kind of get that. I definitely get it. And it's, and I'd say it is deceptive, and it is, it's, it is unfair and deceptive. Essentially, all right, so... Yeah, the report includes evidence of children's games disguising, disguising advertisements and making advertisements integral to games themselves.
1: We've talked about this some in the past in kind of the context of you can play Clash of Clans without microtransactions, but holy shit is that game not fun without microtransactions. Like, the, yep. there are this is kind of maybe the out-of-touch old people are finally getting wind of things because their grandkids are complaining about this or something. I don't know. But I don't think it's news to anyone who plays mobile games that a lot of them are maybe a little bit aimed at making you spend that money for a whole slew of reasons, whether it be on card packs or, like, hey, just speed this monotonous shit up so you can actually play the goddamn game.
0: But yeah, but I but this yeah this is kind of a step. It really is a deceptive step because they're, they're essentially it's a lot of apps that are hiding or they're at least trying to disguise the fact that it's another in-app purchase. They like make it seem like it's required for the game to continue, or you you know you have to have this thing or you have to pay this you know whatever the case is. It's deceptive advertising, and the FTC doesn't actually allow deceptive advertising. That is yeah. actually. That's probably what they're actually going to go after them on. They can't. Uh, there's nothing wrong with advertising to kids as far as law-wise, the law wise, the laws. Nicktoons exists. But yeah, and so yeah, uh, Saturday morning cartoons, which used to, used to exist. I mean, in any case, you could. It, but what it, the FTC, one thing that they definitely make decisions on is if something is fair or if something is deceptive, and so I think. I think that's a good idea. I mean, it, it. There should be some sort of crackdown on it because it is, as you know, let's be honest here. It's sketchy. It's not. It's not honest. It, especially the fact that they're hiding. You know, make it look like it's a button in the game that just to continue the game, but it's actually a microtransaction. Yeah, that's sneaky. Mm-hmm. That's 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 pretty dirty. So the senators involved are Ed Mark Markey. Tom Udall and Richard Blumenthal. Uh Ed Markey of Maine? Tom Udall Fucking uh, Yeah, Maine. I believe it's Maine. Yeah. Uh, M A is Maine? Um
2: that's I believe so, yes. Or Massachusetts.
0: Uh, yeah. I thought yeah, Mas- Oh no, yeah, that sounds great. Right. Yeah. M N is Maine? Uh, I
2: don't
0: know. And M is New Mexico. He is Connecticut. Yep. So yeah, Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut. And so. I, I actually kind of recognize those three names, but it is it is interesting. I think this is the and you know just last week we talked about the commission in Europe that was you know well at least in one country like Belgium that was removing games because they were selling you know, in game yeah. items. And so I don't I don't see this as sort of the moral panic of oh think about the kids they're you know violent games no I. This is this is a real thing. I think this is actually meaningful. Like I don't think that deceptive advertising should be allowed in these apps. I think yeah. that is something that should should be under control. That this isn't like I think this is different than a Jack Thompson esque moral. Yeah, and
1: I, I think it's uh my comment was more one of like I think if you asked anyone about mobile gaming at this point, even not once aimed at we've been like, Yeah, this has been a thing for as long as microtransactions have been allowed in mobile gaming,
0: yes, yes, I agree. But yeah, that doesn't mean it's good. No. And I'm glad that you know, and especially like I said, these are games specifically targeted at children. They are like educational games, obviously kids' games, yeah. and they are also obviously obfuscating their yeah, the and, controls. And they all and make the, that kind of know, the weird, purchases. And
1: they all make that kind of weird, awkward claim of, "Oh, we're free." Yeah. Hey, spend some money because you got this for. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I'm not against that model, but I'm against what they're specifically doing with that model, and that's the difference.
2: Yeah. So, a little bit related to that, but like the whole in-game ads uh, is actually and I, Charlie, I swear to God this is actually relevant. Mm. Little tidbit, but early on, like in the
1: Matrix wait, online Wait
2: wait 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 is this about a game that no one can play
0: anymore? No.
2: Yeah, it's a game about no one we can play care. anymore. We don't care. But I'm just going I just want to talk about it. it's it's kind of eerie how this starts, this stuff starting to come up now because a long time ago in the Matrix online when they were trying to really cash in on trying to get some of this ad stuff and whatnot, they used to have billboards play AM PM ads and a bunch of other like actual commercials. In the game, well, so if you a, walk a, close enough EA's to a billboard, done
1: that in the past too, like they had fun situations where they had billboards that would show different stuff based around kind of what ads were aimed at you as a player. Like that's not a new thing.
2: I feel like that's yeah. just a little bit creepy, and it just kind oh, of it is closer to like this thing here. all right but it's well, just like this is I, not I that. Just,
1: that's kind of targeted advertising. This is, hey, it's the continue button or the continue plus button.
0: Mm-hmm. okay can, yeah that
2: part is super fucking deceptive i can give you that. yeah okay yeah yeah i just i when you were talking about it it just reminded me so much of that whole thing oh it was,
1: yeah was weird. no like it's like advertising in games in general is not a new concept it's more the no, and predatory it's predatory and nature.
0: i'm not yes i'm not saying there's anything wrong with it as well like uh, yeah exactly i'm saying more that that specifically yeah hiding the controls, and aiming at kids, that's dirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's see where this goes. I, it's interesting, though. If it sets a precedent that could clean up other mobile apps, that would be a thing I'd be very interested in.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I don't want that job. I don't want to be the person stuck with the job but trying to clean out the, the, the Google Store. Ew. Oh, oh, God.
1: On to our next one. It's probably not a great job to have right now. Uh, Steam is delisting a bunch of Telltale games because it's not totally clear who owns them right now.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. That's so weird.
2: I thought they got delisted because it's just over. Like, they're done. No. Oh, no. These are they, games that aren't. These game... are
1: games that have been out for a while. These are finished games, hypothetically. Oh, okay. But they're, they're yeah. doing that kind of carving up and selling of a company's properties the way one would do if a company closed the way they did. Mm. okay Yeah. gotcha well yeah the Walking Dead series has been pulled Uh, it's Telltale's liquefying its assets so it's selling stuff off and maybe these games will come back maybe they won't you can still download them if you already have them but you can't buy them anymore like it's kind of like how the Walking Dead season uh, the final season will come back once it's under more kind of control
0: yeah but it's
1: not clear who will own that, because Telltale no longer exists.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. There's other games in the Steam store yeah. that that are from companies that are defunct.
1: Yep. Yeah, it really comes I, down to who owns the game at that point.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's somebody else can still make money off of that game if they bought the rights to it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of like how a bunch of people own now dead and famous musicians' music that had nothing to do with the music originally and profit off that. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's a common practice, but it's kind of a in the ongoing saga that is the Telltale finale, if you will. Yeah. It's a thing. And Steam's kind of the last ones to delist stuff, typically, just because of that platform's inertia.
0: Yeah. So what do you think... So, I mean, I guess you have probably talked about it to a certain extent, but Telltale. So what what do you think was the beginning of the end for them? Uh... Like, which... which property do you think it Game was of
1: or... thrones. That one was bad. I, it's
0: that could be it. I mean that's the thing. I think I think they got way too many licenses and licenses are expensive. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I also think you should, you should just be aware of that. I mean that's the thing. They had Walking Dead, they had Batman, uh they had Monkey Island. I mean these, they were playing with a lot of different licenses. Yeah. A lot of, I, I think there's also big... a certain
1: level of how many Telltale games do you think were actually good? I, yeah. I think that list is a lot shorter than anyone wants to admit to. I think I, I I know the Walking Dead game, especially the first one, is really beloved by certain people. I don't think yeah. any of the Walking Dead games were that good. Like if I was to make a list, it's The Wolf Among Us, Tales from the Borderlands, and the two Batman games. And I think like I'm missing one in there I liked as well, but. Those the ones that jumped to mind really as the good ones. Like they did that Minecraft one, which a lot of people didn't like a lot. They did that Game of Thrones one. That was kind of genuinely terrible.
0: Yeah, that's what I heard about. That is that that was a game that didn't need
1: it. The Guardians of the Galaxy one I heard was good, but also like, did you two know there was a Guardians of the Galaxy one? Nope. Yeah. I I don't know. I I think the story. We talked about telltale back when it was happening i think the story there is a lot more yeah. involved than just when did it start to go bad like i think it's like well when did the money start getting mismanaged like when did they start having a yeah. cocaine room that was a giant money pit like it's the <laughs>
0: yeah yeah it's it's yeah i mean yeah you you're right it's it's difficult to pinpoint something just being a part of it i don't yeah. work for telltale it's, it's not one, it's all, it's definitely not one thing yeah. that's one thing we do know for sure it wasn't one single thing
1: yeah, it's, I don't work the, I don't work for Telltale. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. I can only look from the outside and be like, "Man, you guys didn't make a bunch of great games. You made a bunch of adequate games and a couple I thought were real cool, but still maybe not totally video games." Yeah. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I I guess I was the only ever a fan of point and click adventure style games in the 80s. You know, the yeah! The, and C- the the Sierra era.
1: I would go so far as to say I don't think Telltale games are point-and-click style adventures. They're Telltale games. They made up their own style. It's a very specific that is style. True. Like, I don't think it appeals to the, cl- the point-and-click people. I don't think any games really are aimed at those people anymore, though, either. So, I, yeah, I, I think a Telltale game is a Telltale game at the end of the day. Like, the the fact that I could tell you from game to game, like where technical hitches would pop up, and like I, when we, when we and Jim did the Life is Strange playthrough, the ongoing talk of okay, none of what you're doing actually matters because someone has laid out a series of very important plot beats you have to get to, and you're filling yep. in the space between point A and point B. Like Telltale's the one that really started that in some ways, where it was the illusion. Of a player's story, as opposed to illusion of yeah. choice,
0: but but a lot most games are like that.
1: I think in that case though, you like forget- it's not choice isn't their mechanic. It's like oh yeah, you're choosing from these one of two two choices. In theory, like a Telltale style game should be very much up to you. It should be kind of choose your own adventure in a more traditional way. But it's not. It's still we have a story to tell, and we're going to tell it, and we're going to make you think like what you do overall impacts. Whereas games like The Witcher and Mass Effect, to a lesser extent, do similar stuff that does impact the story, but they're very upfront about the fact that this is the story; you're not changing that. Yeah, yeah, I, I
0: don't know. Yeah, I, they were just they were just visual novels, really. Yes, that's that's really what they were. Telltale games were just sort of a Western style of digital digital novel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's definitely a thing.
0: Yeah, and that and that occurred to me when I was well, I was play I played through the Walking Dead one. And then not too long after, I played played an actual just visual novel. I was like, "Oh, that's just a visual novel." The telling games style is definitely very specific style, but they are just visual novels. Yeah. And I think that might be another thing with it the visual novel thing never hasn't really heavily caught on here i just don't think it will
1: tell games were popular i, I think it's an unfair categorization yeah. like I, it's i think
0: no no yeah. i think they were popular but i think the problem is is just it was a niche that wasn't necessarily always going to be there i think i, I don't know I I, I, again, yeah. like,
1: I I don't know i don't know like it's the I always got the impression the games performed pretty well, but also that studio got real big real quick to deal with the fact that they had, like, five games in development at one point. And I know all yeah. the games, like, performed decently is the impression I got, but, like, yeah. I, again, like I wouldn't say a bunch of them were good. I think a bunch of them were aimed at specific groups, and they were fine. Yeah. Moving on from that to kind of our main topic and also our last news article this week... Sony has announced it is skipping E3 2019. And I don't just mean skipping as in not doing much. I it, The impression I get is they're not even doing a show floor or anything like that. Kind of the same way EA doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. It's also not clear if this will continue past 2019. It's just 2019 for now. The um, ESA, the people that run E3 and kind of other parts of the game industry, don't seem to be too concerned about this but kind of talking about this in the current state of e3 is our main topic this week i'm i personally am amazed it took us this long to have one of the big three say fuck it we're just gonna do our own thing or not your thing anymore like hell sony already does psx yeah blizzard already does blizzcon uh, star citizen does its own nightmare thing like it's the there are better and more controlled ways to do the E3 thing that aren't part of E3 that maybe you should. Hell, EA's thing happens during E3 week uh, during E3 week, but it's not there and it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I I think that's an interesting move. I think it's just more of a realization that I don't know E3 in experimenting and I think trying to stay viable. In, in the day of age of the Internet, uh, where it's like marketing stuff can just go on the Internet and it's more effective and way cheaper than going to an expensive conference and putting up a big, expensive setup, you know. And it's, like you said, especially doesn't make any sense if, you know, some of these companies already have their own personal E3. And it's not like there's other places they couldn't announce their stuff. I mean, the Penny Arcade Expos being the a, a, a notable notable places where they could do that yeah
1: well it, like, and again they have their own convention they canceled their own convention this year they in theory only have a handful of games that are actively theirs in development They're Death stranding the last of us 2 and ghosts of tunisia which i don't think have release dates yet and i don't know like uh did you you two both watch this year's e3 for sony right uh yeah, didn't
2: we have a thing about? I'm sure we
1: had. A yeah, we yeah we, we talked about, about it. some. I'm just I remember how well you remember it. Like if you watched the specific Sony ones, they were weird. Like it was that mm. weird kind of very stylized presentation thing that none of like it was unlike anything any of the other studio and uh, other big three were doing, and it was weird and kind of off putting, but also, hey, no one cared because them games.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think this is just. I mean, I think we're just. It seems like EA's maybe wind, or yeah, sorry, not EA, E3 is winding down. Is that a possibility? It's not,
2: so, my theory here, and just, just humor me with this one here. So, we've had companies recently that have had success with having their own conventions. Arguably, Blizzcom, every company example. that has
1: gone to their own convention has had success. Like, there hasn't been a real failure at it yet.
2: Yeah. I think it's starting to realize that these people can not only still get their message out there as far as branding, but they can monetize it and make a profit off of them advertising, if you will. Yeah. E Before, I mean, you all they, they all go through E3. E3 is the middleman. I feel like some of these companies are just starting to cut the middleman out. Why bother having to go through ESA and E3 when you can just host your own convention with your own rules? and people will come and pay you to be there instead yeah. of paying the middleman. I mean, that's what BlissCon has been for years. It's been you pay to go see their stuff, and I mean, granted, it's a it's whole thing, and I've, we've talked about it before, but I mean, in reality, people have, PlayStation did their own thing with the experience, and people paid. You easily get a couple hundred bucks yep. a person to show up. They will pay. The- What's stopping Nintendo from doing theirs eventually? They people will line up in droves to fucking do that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that I think the thing is, and I think what, what would actually be missed is the E3 was supposed to be something for more for the press. It, it was a
1: trade show. Yeah, it's not clear what it is yeah. anymore. Uh, did you go to E3 this yeah. year,
0: uh, Penry? Me, no. No. Okay, no, so
1: Alex, you're the one of the three of us that've been to E3 in the last year or so. I didn't go this year, but I went last year. Oh, I thought you went this year too. No, not this year. Okay. Sorry. Continue, Henry. Um. Uh, saying, uh, Trade shows, industry stuff. That's what E3 was initially.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. I mean, now that. So, but the thing is, is like. Eh, it was kind of convenient because it brought all of them in place, so the press wouldn't have to go to you know several different shows to see everything. But I mean, is the press that is the press necessarily that adverse to just going to a few different shows?
2: No, and I think also they like will go.
1: I think you could also get away with what if we just put all of the press stuff in the same time spirit and sp- uh, Sorry, like have a week. Like I think there's something called Paris Games Week where it's yeah, there's the main convention, but also there's a bunch of not stuff at that thing. Like, mm-hmm. just do all your stuff during that time span.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, it just, yeah, it's, I think it's a very interesting move, and it seems like, I think they're purposely couching their words, so they don't accidentally send the message that nobody come to E3 anymore. Because <laughs> that seems like a lot of what Sony's trying to do. They're trying to dance around that idea in case they don't do their yeah. own. If they don't, you know, if they don't do their own convention, then they could still say they didn't burn their bridge with E three. You know, instead of making it seem like they're just dumping E three and telling everybody, "Oh yeah, everybody dumped E well, 3 it's, it's weird
1: because I remember back when EA was like, "Yeah, we're not doing E it was like, "What the fuck are they thinking?" And then nothing changed from a public perspective. Perspective, it's like, "Oh, they're not at E 3 and they let the public into E three, and now it's say, "Okay, what is E three now?" Like it's this you can pay to be there, and people seem upset when they pay to be there because it's not geared towards them. Does that yeah. mean we're going to start gearing it more towards people that are paying to be there? Because, remember, historically, money was made for E3 by essentially like people like Sony paying money, a lot of money frequently, to have floor space, which funded the event. Yeah. I won't bet you can rent another venue for the same amount of money it costs to, you know, Rent some floor space. <laughs> They're already doing that. Hell, like everyone's already doing their own kind of keynote things that are off-site in their own rented venues. No one's doing that at E3 anymore, or on the E3 complex. I don't know what's the right word for that.
2: It's been remote for a while now. Yeah. So I I feel like also in this sense, like if you not only control the Kind of the presentation and the event itself you can also very much control the narrative of like how things went because if you hear like stories for example for the diablo immortal stuff there's been a lot of outrage as far as the fans are but yeah you know they're like oh well you know if media coverage people are saying oh no it looks like it plays great and this and that it'll be okay like you can you can take some of that initial blowback away yeah, by just kind of being like, "Oh, it's just you know, it's just fans being crazy. These are just people; they're not real journalists You're reporting stuff." Which I, I mean, it's a condescending way to kind of look at it, but like in reality, you you very much control you you have a lot more control as to the event, so to speak. And again, you're not dealing with a middleman. It's it's a hundred percent how you want to put it together. And
1: I I think for the most part, they already have that. Like the reality is like. The first two, two and a half, three days, I don't know at this point, of E3 are the important days in some ways. Like, yeah, stuff gets revealed once the show floor is open, but the press conferences are what actually matter, I think, at this point.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah,
2: but you're not not competing to have best conference versus worst conference because that always comes up. You have that many in sequence. You have, oh, well, Nintendo crushed it this year, or Sony did weird shit again. Like, well, I, I, I think it's like, remember,
1: EA is technically not part of E3. They have mm-hmm. nothing physically at E3. They have, all their streaming is done separate from the ESA. Has EA been part of E3 the last two years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, from a broadcast perspective, they absolutely have. They get part of that coverage, and they don't have to put up with any of the ESA bullshit, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. That's true. They are now the start of E3, whether they should be or not. They're doing it on Sunday. It is their own thing. They have their own little mini like two or three day E3, and then they're done. And you never, in theory, have to set foot on the floor of E3 actual, and you can just kind of do whatever the hell you want from admission rules. Hmm. That goes back to my idea of like, what if E3 is just a week out of the year where everyone does stuff and the like the actual E3 is just gone? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Or it's just like weird. Like so, last one I went to had the weird stuff going on where you had the like slow in trickle of not video game company stuff. Like there was peripheral booths. You had Capcom just selling merchandise out of their booth, which felt weird and a little bit wrong. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like EA has. sorry, not EA. E3 hasn't been an industry event for a long ass time in some ways. It's just now officially not an industry-only event.
4: Mm-hmm. Which,
1: I don't know. I I think I've probably unpopularly said a couple of times that we should go back to not having the public and clamp down on them rules.
0: Yeah. Yeah, to be honest, it was probably a mistake to include the public.
1: The public just makes
0: everything worse. <laughs> people, are, people are terrible, and humanity is doomed.
1: Yep. E3 foretold it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. I think it's just, yeah, I, like, I think it is just a combination of factors. Like, I think they, they may not just have that much that they want to even say next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or they want to say it's very much on their own terms.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's a bit of A, a bit of B. I think also, like, is this an indication that we may find ourselves transitioning to a if you don't have anything to say, you just don't have an E3 press conference, because, to a certain extent, like, Microsoft's thing last year, I-, I don't know, like, it was a cool press conference that Cyberpunk showed up, but a lot of the cool stuff they showed off wasn't necessarily exclusive to them. That was a press conference of other people's stuff, and Forza.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the weird, weird things about it, honestly. hmm not that it was totally bizarre but it was just kind of weird.
1: Yeah. No, and like cyberpunk could have shown up for anyone. It could have just been like, "Hey, here's this other thing." Like imagine if cyberpunk had dropped as part of the PC Mag show or the PC Mag uh, conference like that would have blown people's brains out of the back of their skull. Mhm. I think they should have done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's play a little game quickly on this one. And maybe this is how we kind of close out this topic. So, um, How long until you think Nintendo and Microsoft aren't officially part of E3? Uh,
2: Next five years.
1: Okay. Henry?
0: I don't know. I'm not sure that they're ever going to... I don't think they're going to give it away or get away from it completely for a while. I think they're just going to play this dance that they've been doing here. And that... We aren't going to totally say we're done with EA. We're gonna we're gonna leave ourselves some wiggle room so we can return, but we want to build our own thing. So I think maybe it's a, maybe even a part of a part partly out of their fear that it will just go away. Maybe they're kind of think they see some writing on the wall that EA is gonna be over, so they're already making preparations to make their own. Maybe but that's also I, a possibility.
1: It's weird because I don't think of Nintendo as really there anymore to a certain extent. Like they have a show floor booth. No but they don't even have a press conference they have like the nintendo directs so like if you told me that thing gets kind of toy fairish where it's really just like row upon row of video game demo and some of the kind of the glitz and the kind of trade show craziness over the topness goes away i definitely believe that like i i assume everyone's eventually going to have their own fan uh, have their own kind of reveal convention eventually which will suck but mm-hmm, also yeah. like Would it really be that bad if, like, there was an EA event, a Ubisoft event, an Activision, Blizzard event? Because if you don't think Activision's going to find a way to move into um, BlizzCon, you're mistaken. Um, Yeah. An Xbox, a Nintendo, and a Microsoft event, like, we're already kind of there to a certain extent. Like how we talked about Microsoft's event thing they did last week. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, they've all done, like, standalone console reveals in the past, too. Like, either the PS4 or the Xbox One were announced at an E3.
0: Yeah.
2: I can see that, yeah.
0: Huh. Yeah. So, so, they've already been contesting waters, anyways. For but, but, yeah, I don't know if they'll... I'm not sure if they'll be going away that quickly, but I think they're preparing for the eventuality that it could.
1: Yeah. I, I think it really depends on what happens with E3 at this point, because... It's not clear what E three wants to be at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess. I mean, that's the other thing. I guess E three's own evolution isn't necessarily over either.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, maybe they'll just have to offer more. Otherwise, you'll have some of these companies that are just kind of break away. Like, what do you offer them? And that's the thing. I don't know. More money well, or they're, something? They're the ones paying more... to be
1: there. Remember that. Like, they're not paying. debts. Yeah. Yeah, you pay for a booth, not the other way around.
0: Well,
2: yes, maybe like a reduced cost or something. I'm not sure, but that, like
1: they have to cover the cost of the LA Convention Center.
2: Well, then yeah. I I don't see any incentive for some of these companies to do that when they can just make more money directly doing it their way. Yeah, absolutely. So at this point, yeah, the 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 answer is offer them something more. But then the question after that is, what you said, what do you offer them to keep them around at this point? Yeah. I mean, other than the fact that it's it's a legacy event, like it's it's a well-known name. Everyone knows it's like a thing, you know. It's E three, yeah, but like, you know, it's 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 slowly starting to phase away from what it was, you know. Hell, I I still remember I remember going to E three one year when they still did all the crazy like booth babe stuff and all that stuff. They still do that. Like, that was 100%. very much it. Not anywhere near the level of the same before. scale. No. No.
1: I'm sorry, we have a podcast episode where I talk about how they had a fucking Nintendo Switches shackled to women a couple years ago. Yeah. Now,
2: it was a very, very interesting
0: time uh, back then.
2: So, uh. it's... it's not, And people remember that, of course, and then now it's gotten down to the public level. Like, I don't see the incentive to stay. Bring back point. the booth babes! That's what they'll do. No,
1: uh, I, I, I don't even...
0: No, I don't. But think. I don't think, I don't think they're back. they're that sort of blind to reading the room. I don't know. It, it,
2: it was a different time. It was it, it was it was appropriate for that era. It wasn't appropriate, appropriate now. then.
1: We were just okay with for, it then. That's different.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. Well, that's the thing. Like for that time, it was deemed appropriate. Not anymore. Currently, it's yeah. not. It, it. You would get a lot of shit for it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, appropriate is is i guess yeah uh, i'm gonna go back Acceptable. to like
1: the third dead or alive beach volleyball game came out in the last three years yeah i i appropriate no should you do that no did it sell real well Probably. yeah <laughs> fuck yes did we do a video on it making fun of it yes
2: yes we did Hey, I care about the sport of volleyball. This is the too. best thing to a volleyball simulator we have.
1: Doesn't change the fact that, like, if you think we're past booth babes, that game exists, saying nah.
2: No, we're definitely past yeah. booth babes. Video games? Maybe not. Captain Sweatpants like be- is
1: still out there.
2: Yeah. What?
1: <laughs> do you not know that term, Alex? I I don't want to know. Well, when you wear when you wear uh, sweatpants to a strip club, you're sending a certain message. You're a terrible human being.
2: Oh, that, yeah. uh...
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's... That, I feel like we've exhausted this topic, so unless there's anything meaningful to say left on this.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think we're good here.
1: Yeah. Alright. We have no listener mail this week, but if you want to contact us, how would you go about doing that, Henry?
0: That is wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that
2: email again, Alex? Uh, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. And for a third time, Henry?
0: That is wickedawesomecast at gmail.com.
1: Yes, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. I had I, his mind blank for a second there. Down the show <laughs> notes. Yep.
2: You got yourself.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, I did. I'm like, why did I do that? But, yes, down the show notes, both the sounds, et cetera, et cetera. That's going I'm us do it for this week's podcast. And I think I threatened to make us do it because it's the last podcast before Thanksgiving happens, a what we're thankful this year in gaming thing. And I've decided we're doing that now. So, yeah, to close it out, what's the thing in gaming you've been thankful for this year? God, I hate myself when us do this.
2: DOA volleyball. No, it didn't come out this year. <laughs> um Matrix online I will fucking kill you. <laughs> um I don't know. Maybe maybe it's the shock of realizing that Blizzard's maybe not at all cracked up to be. Are you thankful for that? Mm. Maybe yeah, cuz I would have been more st- hooked on it and bit of like I, I I admit I'm a huge fucking fanboy, but even I'm starting to see the cracks in the wall. There. So thankful for the the, the clarity in that I guess? Huh. And the Matrix Online. Yeah. I will <laughs> feed your
1: corpse to your dogs. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking Thanksgiving your ass.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about it I don't I don't know. I mean it it's, it's been a weird year for gaming. Yeah, and it's been a weird year overall.
1: So,
0: and I don't know. Give me some time. I, I got mine. It. Okay. Yeah. Go I'd, ahead. I've got to think about
1: like, it. Like every once in a while, it feels like gaming grows up a little bit, and you get a couple games in a year that like feel meaningful and different, and like matures. Maybe the wrong word, but like overall, video games have taken a bit of a step forward, and like maybe not being as kind of, what's the right word, what they used to be, kind of, where it's like, oh, it's kind of aimed at males of a certain age, and it's like, no, it's kind of aimed at everyone. We're telling good stories now. like In, in the year of God of War and, to a lesser extent, Red Dead, but still Red Dead and Spider-Man and just a whole slew of really good games that don't rely on kind of cheap gimmicks. Like They're defendably good games. They're defendably... Well written games. They're defendably beautiful games. Like, it's a year of just really good games that you want to play, not because of some like ulterior motive, but because they're just good. And like, we're in our second year of good ass games in some ways. I'm thankful they've kind of kept that trend going because last year was good and this year was equally good, if not better. Just be it's like, I- I'd always rather more, less games that are really good than a bunch of like, yeah, these are games I played and. I feel weird about playing them.
0: Okay, I guess I have one. And I guess it's a bit kind of uh, snarky in a sense. Uh, I'm glad Riot Games finally got called out. I kept that one. That one's that one's been coming for a while. People who are in the industry who have just in the know it all, or just know people at Riot Games or whatever. This has been something that is coming, and it's and I'm not I'm not unsurprised that it came about in this year you know me Too movement and all that and it's good this stuff like this needs to be called out more often more office spaces that are toxic like that should be called out and this one is obviously it just not it wasn't a false it, it wasn't a false news i mean it wasn't a false narrative that is there's ongoing cases for this. Yeah, and right and right games openly admitted it. Yeah, they it did. feels like a And bunch openly of... admitted that they're.
1: It feels like it's the year of a bunch of like shit that's been like known in video games, finally actually like being actually known. If that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, well, being recognized. Yeah. and finally, and just yeah, and I think it's well beyond past about time, sort of thing. It has been way too long. And hopefully it I don't know if it has, and I hope' the, hopefully it does. It just continues to widen the conversation about sort of misogyny and other and other types of discrimination in the video gaming community. Yeah. and whether you're talking about in development, and that's the thing it hadn't been talking about so much that was happening in development. It mainly been discussed when it came down to communities of players, and where, well, Riot Games as community of players also has a there's an issue there. But this is the first year I've seen a big news story about these things going on at the company, at the develop at the company itself. And I think that's amazingly important and I hope it's a a, a step in a direction that will continue to move in.
1: Sure. No, it's like it's also been an interesting year of like I don't want to say like we're like moving away from fan communities always being right, but like this is the year we had that whole thing with Guild Wars Two, where the fan community's got up in arms about a reaction to something, and it's it's feels like we're moving away from fanboys a little bit, which I think is a good thing overall. Yeah, yeah. the tribalism is breaking down a little bit, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, I-, I think it is just kind of it does seem to be happening that it's it's not. People aren't going to stand for just really what's ridiculous behavior anymore. Yeah, and I'm and I'm glad that that's a thing now. That they're just going to be increasingly people are just going to be increasingly not willing to put up with really poor, poor behavior. Behavior like unruly children. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's been a weird ass game though. You're uh, not game year. You're. It was like a long year, not just because of, like, just in gaming, it's like a long-ass year.
0: Yeah, it's felt like a long year with with weird happenings in yeah. gaming. Good things, bad things, weird things. Yeah, it's been one of those years.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Anyone got anything else they want to say on this topic, or should we close the sucker out? Uh, I, I mean, I think we're good. All right. Anyone got any last meaningful things they want to say before we close it out? Uh, not in the, as we normally do, I guess. Like any stream schedules coming up? Any things you should check out that are happening in the near future? Anything like that?
2: Uh, no streams, anything in general. But if I do post any updates on streams and things like that, you can find me on Mail Online on all the social medias and stuff like that.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well, I guess to all our US based listeners, I'm going to say, or oh, sorry, Professor, anything, Henry?
0: Um, no, nothing, nothing really coming up. I mean, as always, you can catch me as KrakenZero, that's Z-E-R-Zero, on Instagram and Facebook, and Nomad H A R on Twitter.
1: Well, I guess kind of uh, to close this out this week for all our U.S.-based listeners, uh, happy Thanksgiving, eat some turkey. To everyone else who doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving, happy uh, November 22nd to our Canadian listeners. We get it, your Thanksgiving already happened Shut the hell up about it, we get it Different holidays happen at different times
2: But yeah Uh, Hmm? No, Thanksgiving hasn't happened Because it hasn't happened in America
1: Oh god, motherfucking damn it (laughs) Cue the metal